listening to InsuranceRadio.com. We sit down for personal conversations with the top insurance and financial advisors, executives, and regulators. Listen in to learn more about their ideas and personal stories at InsuranceRadio.com. This podcast is brought to you by AD Banker & Company, an approved CE education provider for nearly every insurance and financial advisory firm in the U.S. When your next CE deadline rolls around, click on adbanker.com. If you don't see our name on your preferred provider list, call your home office and ask them to add us, adbanker.com. Selfie Taylor is the founder of Taylor Insurance and Financial Services in Pasadena, California, and he serves as a financial advisor to individuals, business owners, and high net worth families. He was Agent of the Year for the years 2010 to 12 with the Los Angeles NAIFA. He holds one of the top and highest honors in the industry as a top-of-the-table member of the Million Dollar Roundtable, putting him among the top 1% of advisors in the industry. He sits on the board of three nonprofit organizations dedicated to business empowerment, children's health, and social services. He is also a founder of a nonprofit Future Stars Camp for Kids, which is dedicated to providing basketball training and life coaching skills. He resides in Pasadena with his wife and three daughters. Please welcome Aselfie Taylor. Welcome to our program. Yeah, Aselfie. thank you for having me. So Aselfie, uh, how long have you been in the business? This is my 15th year in the business. Really? Yeah. And where did, I'm just interested and I always ask uh, folks, Did when you were young and growing up, did you think that selling insurance was something that you'd get into? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, I can't say that that's how I envisioned my life turning out as a, as a youngster, but, uh, I always had a, um, interest in finance and money. I was the kid in the sixth grade who was bringing the wall street journal to school. So I think that was a decent indication that I go somewhere into finance, but, uh, this business in particular, I really fell into it by chance. Yeah. How did you come across the insurance uh, business uh, itself? Yeah. So, uh, I was in college and, uh, I uh, had a very, uh, very modest goals coming out of college. I was 22 years old when I graduated and wanted to be a millionaire by the time I was 25. And I figured I needed some, uh, some means to get there. And so, uh, by chance, uh, an econ professor of mine, uh, introduced me to a managing director of a firm and, brought me in for an interview, asked me if I want to be a financial advisor. And I said, sure, right? Really not knowing what this business entailed or what I'd be doing, but I was a confident guy and uh, really, again, just fell into the business and uh, started my career with uh, New York Life right out of college, uh, 22 years old and uh, did a little bit better each year than the year before. And and before you knew it, I had uh, turned into a grizzled veteran, if you will, and, and one of the top producers in the country. Well, what was the uh, uh, toughest thing when you first got into business and you were kind of green, you just passed your exams? What was one of the toughest things that you faced uh, early on? Uh, I think the hardest challenge I had to overcome was uh, not taking rejection personally, right? Um, I, coming out of school, perhaps I was I was built for, right? Because studying and, and, and preparing and and making presentations, I just got done doing. So I was pretty adept at that. But, you know, you come into the business thinking, oh, my, my best friend's parents or my longtime family member or, or, or family friend, rather, or, or uh, you know, my, my best friend, they'll, they'll certainly buy from me. They'll certainly want to do business with me. And, and to have those people shun you, shun you or delay in doing business or put you off altogether was, was off-putting. And uh, so I, I think the, the biggest challenge I had to overcome is just understanding this business is really just a numbers game. It's really about the number of people that I can see, get in front of and share that my story with and 
ultimately I'm going to get 20, 25% of them to actually do business. So rather than putting more emphasis on my longtime family friend or some person I was just referred to out of the blue, they were all the same. They're simply, you know, a, a number. And I think when I overcame that and realized certain levels, levels of activity would yield certain fruit, then, you know, I was able to take my career to the, to the next level. Now, did you have a mentor in the agency or another producer that was kind of a, was a role model for you? You know, I, you know, I really didn't. Um, I, uh, again, being 22 years old, I think what the average financial advisor in the industry is about 59. So I, I didn't have too much in common with uh, the other guys and gals in the office at that point. Um, and again, I, I had probably more uh, vigor and, and, and uh, determination than anyone else in the office as well. So I kind of was alone wolf. And so I like to say uh, confidently, if I've failed every way, you, you can fail in this business once because I learned from it and got a little bit better and better. And so, you know, after after 15 years of seeing three to five people a day, you know, I invite anyone to ask me a question I haven't heard before, or give me an objection I haven't heard before. I just got better with, you know, time and, and experience. And what's the mix of your business? Uh, what's the nature of the products and the services? Yeah, so um, we're a full service financial planning firm here. Um, uh, I'd say 50, 60% of my business is insurance based. So a lot of life insurance. I'm a big proponent of permanent life insurance. So, so a lot of that, whole life, universal life and whatnot. Um, I'm also uh, have a number of securities licenses, series 6, 63, 65, and 7. So we do a fair amount of investment management as well. Um, I, I consider myself to be more of a planner than a product seller, though. So we do, do a lot of uh, tax mitigation strategies, retirement planning and estate planning is really the crux of, of, our, of our focus and practice here. Yeah, it's uh, what's the uh, if you had, you know, you've moved along in your career and had a great deal of success. But I find in visiting with successful people, oftentimes they have. Uh, occasions in their past where things didn't work out like they were expecting. You know, what was be maybe one of the hurdles that you had to overcome, or one of the things that if you had a, a, a hurdle that you had to overcome when you were growing uh, through the business and developing and becoming where you are today? Uh, I think it's just managing your time the best, right? I mean, you come into a business. I guess if you're an employee of someone else, you're told to clock in at a particular time, work a certain number of hours, and and leave at a certain time. So you're really paid for your time. In this business, you're paid for your productivity, right? I can make more money in a week than some people make all year, and that's a blessing, but it's also a curse because there is no guarantee. So I think learning how to um, uh, manage my time properly and make sure that everything that I'm doing is a really an income generating activity is key. So as I, my practice has grown, I've learned to delegate all non-income generating tasks to other people. So for example, like in my practice today, I don't know how to transfer a call. I don't know how to send a fax. I don't know how to scan a document. Not because I'm incapable of doing those things, but they're they're not income generating activities. So anything that takes me away from building relationships with clients and, and, and structuring deals to close, I try to give to someone else. Yeah. What kind of staff do you have uh, on board? So um, I've got a staff of seven. Uh, so I've got a personal assistant, uh, a uh, vice president of sales, uh, operations, marketing, processor, customer service. I have a logistics manager. I mean, I don't even drive to my own appointments, right? I have a driver that takes me to appointments, uh, picks up clients. Again, anything, and, and some might go, wow, that's extreme. But again, anything that takes me away from working with clients, you know, I want to give you know, give to someone else because you get to a point where your, your time is a commodity, right? And and you can only work so much. So even if you say, I'll work seven days a week, 12 hours a day, that's still finite, 
right? So I've just learned to become as efficient as I can by by delegating uh, uh, those those tasks. Yeah, a little while ago, I noticed your uh, your young girls came in your office. Right. Uh, you've got a family business, and uh, they come <laughs> to the office every day. Yeah, probably a few years away. They're my succession plan. I've got three daughters. Uh, my oldest is eight, and I have twins that are five. Right. So uh, as a young man, I used to pray to God that I had have girls hanging all over me, and He took me literally, and He gave me gave me three of them. But but it's a blessing, you know. And so that's the beauty of this of this business. Um, I can be in the midst of running this multi million dollar business, but I can also take an hour out and and meet my girls on their first day of summer vacation and and have uh, have lunch together. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Now you've developed. Uh, if I come, uh, I come across a sales and marketing uh, program. Tell me a little bit about that. What's that about? And and uh, and uh, you know, tell me more. Yeah. So it's been about four years in the making. I developed a program called the Taylor Method, uh, uh, and it's our website, simply thetaylormethod.com, and it's really a coaching series and practice management tool for insurance agents and financial advisors. Like I had mentioned at the onset of this this interview, I mean, I think I've failed every way you can fail. And so I've put together a curriculum via videos, audio, um, you know, webinars. I've created a, a, a marketing system, a CRM, uh, financial calculators. I've developed an Ask the Expert network where I've enlisted the help of attorneys, CPAs, lenders, realtors, anyone that covets a relationship with a financial advisor you would need in turn to serve your clients. And I've delivered to them, them to my subscriber base um, on this website. And so the idea, very similar to a gym membership, you pay your gym membership a fee and you can use the facilities at your leisure. That's how the Taylor Method works. You pay a fee and you get access to all this stuff. Yeah, so the idea is basically it allows me to scale, right? I can only be in so many meetings at a time. I can only mentor so many people face to face. But if I can take these lessons and put them online and 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 uh, and shoot a video or or or, or uh, tape something and, and and deliver it in an audio form, I can impact literally thousands, if not tens of thousands, of advisors' practices positively um, with no more effort, right? Than 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 just speaking to one person, really. So it's uh, you've got uh, you know to create content, uh, the meaningful content, thoughtful content that takes some thought and consideration and deliberation. Uh, where do you do your best thinking? Uh, you know, really, it's just a matter of, uh, again, I guess it's just experience, right? And so um, I have so much to share over the 15 years. I mean, heck, 15 years in this business is probably like 40 years in something else, right? I mean, I liken this business to uh, to uh, scratching a lotto ticket every day, right? And some days you scratch a lotto ticket and it might be a bus, you throw it away. And these days you scratch a lotto ticket and what do you know? You got a couple dollars and maybe one day you'll scratch a lotto ticket and hit the big one. Right. And that's this business. Every single appointment you have with a client represents a, a lotto ticket and you never really know what you're going to find until you uncover it. And so my idea with the Taylor Method is teaching people how to get in front of as many people as possible to share the value proposition of the work that we do and then in turn work with them most effectively. And the Taylor Method is broken into four simple parts. The approach. What do I say to get in front of people? The fact find when I'm in front of them. What questions do I ask? The opportunity within the way they've answered those questions, where's the opportunity to get the sale? And lastly, the close, the call to action. What do I say to get people to write checks, right? And, and, and get off their get off their bottoms, right? And and that's this process. And so um, you know, I think this business is 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 tough in the sense that, and again, you asked me a challenge I had in the beginning. This business is like trying to drink from a fire hydrant. There is more coming at you than you can possibly ever retain in, in one sitting. Right. But if you can get mentorship and which I didn't have mentorship and training from someone who's done it 
and still does it, I think there's tremendous, uh, tremendous value in that, right? Well, uh, kind of moving back to the personal side, yep. moving off business just a little bit. I yep. noticed that you uh, had sponsored a basketball program or is a basketball yeah, team yeah. For, so, uh, um, for young kids? Yeah, so probably it's been about 14 years ago now I established Future Stars Basketball Camp. So every summer I, uh, I, uh, I do a basketball camp for kids. So I started it, I turned it into a nonprofit about seven years ago. And uh, I uh, every spring I, I get together with a bunch of uh, friends and and, and colleagues and clients and, and I host a charity golf tournament and the proceeds of that golf tournament allow me to scholarship underprivileged families for my summer camp every year. So that's, uh, that's, that's one of the things that I do to give back in the community. Yeah. Were you a pretty good hoops player in your day? Yeah. I, uh, I played college basketball. So um, basketball is uh, means a lot to me. And I think you learn those lessons that translate into life, right? Uh, hard work, perseverance, teamwork, um, resiliency, right? And these are all the things that have made me successful in, in business, right? And I got them playing that game. Yeah. Do you have a basketball goal in the employee uh, break room where everybody <laughs> can, can relax? In, and, in my uh, office, I have, you know, <laughs> basketball set up in here and the footballs and everything. So I am quite the, 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 the competitor, if you will, and the, the athlete. So, um, yeah, um, I think my, my time, uh, my time playing has passed, but uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, my uh, my girls take a liking to the game down the road and I can I can live vicariously through them at one point. But yeah, uh, but yeah. if you were uh, speaking to a young man or woman now who was considering getting into the insurance business, what advice would you give them? Um, I'd say the same thing that I thought when I came in the business. It's amazing because you're not paid for your age based on your age. You're not paid based on your tenure. You're based on your productivity. You're based on your on your work ethic, right? And so uh, you have the opportunity to make as much as you want, right? And it's a tremendous thing, right? I was making more money than my parents when I was 25 years old, and that's that's awesome. But at the same time, um, I would say don't try and reinvent the wheel, right? And 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 there's someone, whether it be me or some other producer out there, that's done what you want to do. So try to link up with them. That's why I created you know created the Taylor Method because. You know, there's some tremendous companies out there. And although there's a few left that are committed to the career agency distribution and that have tremendous uh, trainings, you know, those trainers didn't do what I did in the field. Right. If a trainer made 100 grand a month in the field, they wouldn't be a trainer. <laughs> right. And so, um, you know, how can someone teach you to be a multimillionaire or run a multimillion dollar practice if they've never done it? And so I think I, my advice would be whether someone enlists my help through the use of the Taylor method or they link up with another advisor in their area to find the people in the business that are have done and are doing the things you want to do and copy them. Right. There's very few original thoughts. You know, truth be told, even my Taylor method is a culmination of the lessons and the things that I've learned over the years, whether it be through, you know, watching other advisors, my personal experience and and tweaking things and manipulating them to make them my own. But, um, you know, that's that's you know, that's the business. Did you uh, grow up here in Pasadena? I did. Born and raised in uh, in Pasadena. So with the exception of college, I've, I've lived here Yeah, my, my whole life. And your parents, what kind of work did uh, did your parents do when you were growing up? Yeah, so um, unfortunately, um, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial household. Um, you know, if my parents owned a dry cleaners, I would have graduated college and said, hey, I'm going to create, make this dry cleaners even better. Uh, my father's a consummate student, double PhD, um, so he's uh, in the medical field, um, doctor. Um, um, my mother has worked for the federal government for Social Security Administration for over 40 years, so 
definitely instilled that strong work ethic and, and character into me. Unfortunately, I was left to my own devices in terms of building a business, you know, for my uh, on my own. Well, if you're no doubt your mother may listen to this program. Yeah. So you know, what was the one lesson that your mother or dad uh, gave to you when you were a young man growing up that you find is still applicable today and you're thankful that she uh, imparted that knowledge uh, to you? Yeah, my father in particular always told me and he raised me to be the best or among the best, right? Be the best or among the best. And so that was always said in my head, um, you know, always shoot to be number one. Um, my mom took a softer approach, if you will, um, not so much that I had to be the best, but I always had to give maximum effort. And if I'd given maximum effort and I came in 10th place, 50th place, 100th place, but I'd done, done my all, given my all, she'd be happy. But if I came in second place and I hadn't tried my best and given all, there'd be some level of disappointment there. So between, you know, the, 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 the expectations to, to achieve greatness given to me by my father and the, and the, and the work ethic and and the and the and the push to always try my best from 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 my mother and both my parents really I feel like, you know that that that's what uh, you know put me in this you know this position. Hey, Selfie, it's been a pleasure to visit with you today, and I appreciate you sitting down with Insurance Radio News. And I know you've got to get back to your practice <laughs> and your family. Yes, and, yes, sir. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.